Thank you for tuning in to our Bold as a Lion Ministries podcast. Uh, for more teachings, uh, go to boldasalionministries.com. Uh, we have all of them posted weekly. If you like what you hear, feel free to subscribe to our iTunes, Google Play. Uh, use all those resources, play and download as much as you possibly want. Also, we're running a Project 500 campaign where we're trying to get 500 sponsors at $20 a month uh, to go towards our media ministry so that we can make it bigger and better for you every single week. We hope you enjoy our teaching. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, Jeroboam, a prophet came to him and said, uh, I don't know, pick up some stones or some arrows in the ground. I can't remember. Um... But basically, he only picked up like 10 of them or something like that, or two of them or whatever. And he goes, well, I wish you hadn't done that. Well, you're only going to get 10 tribes now. So 10 tribes uh, go to Jeroboam, and only two tribes go to Rehoboam. Okay, so this is where the, the kingdom gets divided. Now, this is interesting. Because of sin, the kingdom was divided amongst two different kings. In the scripture, Jesus said, when he said, a kingdom divided cannot stand, he was talking directly to Jewish people and they knew what he meant by that because their own kingdom had been divided and had fallen. Isn't that crazy? A kingdom cannot stand. Ten tribes go to Jeroboam. Two tribes go to Rehoboam. The two tribes that are left are Joseph and... Joseph, I'm not Joseph are Judah and Benjamin. Yet, remember, Levites live amongst the people. This is why they still had Levites during Jesus' time. Because the Levites lived amongst those peoples. Okay? These ten tribes got lost. What happens was, these ten tribes, they go serve Jeroboam. They go under what's called the Northern Kingdom. Rehoboam is the Southern Kingdom. Okay? These ten tribes followed Jeroboam, and all the kings after Jeroboam, they had like nearly twice as many kings in the northern kingdom than they did in the southern kingdom. The southern kingdom was always a son of David. The northern kingdom was just assassinations after assassinations. It was just awful, okay? Like nobody ever inherited, because God really only set up, I mean, the prophet came to Jeroboam and set him up, but he didn't obey the voice of the Lord. The whole thing was stripped away from him as well. The northern kingdom was just in disarray, bad governing the whole time you'd have people that would last for i think one guy lasted just for a few days and got killed the next you know anyway pretty bad stuff okay but i think it was a roughly let's just say about 250 years of this you know um but they had twice as many kings as they did okay or i don't and i have my numbers wrong there um anyway but jeroboam has the northern kingdom when when Isaiah comes and prophesies to the northern kingdom. Hezekiah is the king at that time. Okay, I believe he's the king of the northern kingdom, right? Hezekiah is not in the lineage of Jesus. Okay, so Hezekiah was the northern kingdom. Okay, Isaiah prophesied to Hezekiah. Now Hezekiah was a righteous man at first. You know, he cried out to the Lord, and uh, the northern kingdom gets completely wiped out. Assyria comes in takes them all out boom separates them they're gone for years years i mean not even for not not even multiple generations okay so when they bring them back these people are called the samaritans 
The reason why they're called the Samaritans is because they were Jewish beliefs, but mixed race. Okay? So they were called half-breeds. Okay? They're called the Samaritans. So the Jewish people, the, the southern kingdom, did not like them because they weren't pure blood. Okay? All right? This is your Samaritans. The northern kingdom. Uh, all right, now this is so cool. <clears throat> um, now the southern kingdom, they remained until Babylon came and conquered Assyria. This is like 516 or something like that, B uh, B.C., 500 years before Jesus, roughly. Um, I have my dates wrong. It's in the 500s, okay? In the 700s, uh, 8th century, roughly, is whenever um, uh, whenever Assyria came and took over the northern kingdom, dispersed the people. You're talking over a couple hundred years. You know, the people got interraced. They didn't. They lost their roots, okay? <clears throat> the, uh, northern, the southern kingdom, when they got conquered, they were only dispersed for 40 years. So the families stay close together. Also, you have to keep in mind, they already had a stigma against the other nation. They didn't want to mix their, their families, so they stayed close together. And also, Babylon didn't make them split their families like the Assyrians did. The Assyrians took families away from each other and split them apart, so they just had to intermarry with other peoples to survive, to keep their family, to, to have children and stuff. But the uh, southern kingdom, they didn't do that. They let them stay in pockets and groups together. Okay, Judah was the large tribe. The reason why he was large tribe was because Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, started practicing sexual morality, homosexuality to be to be exact. All of the nations came in and said, "We're going to destroy Benjamin for this sin." They all attacked him. Benjamin had what? I don't remember how many warriors were left-handed sling throwers, right? Have you ever heard of that? All right. Anyway, so Benjamin, they put the whoop up on these other tribes three times, two or three times. Thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of people died in these other nations, but they couldn't kill Benjamin. And you're thinking about it. You're reading it. You're like, what in the world? You know, isn't Benjamin the one that was worse off in their sin? And it wasn't the case. See, all these people had compromised so much of God's laws that they didn't have the blessing of God when they came and attacked their brother. Now. The third time or whatever it was, they wiped them out. Everybody was dead. There was just few men that were left over, like 700 people left over. Okay? And then they all grieved. What is this we've done to our brothers, the Benjamites? We've almost destroyed a whole tribe of our family. And they, they vowed that they wouldn't allow them to marry with their families. Right? Right? They, we're not going to give them wives. Let them die out. Well, then they repented from that. They felt so bad about doing that, but they didn't want to break their word. So they had this party, and they just said, we're all going to get drunk, and the Benjamites can hop over the, over the hill and snatch up any woman he wants, and we're not going to say nothing. And that's how they got wise for themselves. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Benjamin was a small tribe. All right. Benjamin was a very small tribe because uh, they were nearly wiped out. Judah was the largest tribe. So when the ten tribes left and went to Jeroboam, and the last two were just Judah and Benjamin, Judah became Judea. Benjamin and Judah became Judea. So there was a northern kingdom called Israel and the southern kingdom called Judea. So the southern tribes, those were 
the Jews. Now we're back to the beginning. That's when the word Jews started being used. When the Israel, when the Babylonians had Judea taken captive, Judea, the southern tribes, the southern kingdom, they captured the Jews, and they dispersed the Jews into Babylonian captivity. That was the first time you start hearing the terminology Jews. So Jesus was born of Benjamin, the smallest tribe, the one that was going to get wiped out. Not white. That's crazy, huh? So, it was it. It's a big family story. Was it Jesus' father that was through the tribe of Judah, or was it his mother? Joseph's genealogy. Joseph. Oh, you talking about Jesus' father? Mm. Uh, they all come through David. All of all of them. Find the genealogy of David real quick. Matthew. Let's book of Matthew. Because the the Luke account and the Matthew account are a little different. Up to David, they they, they sink they, at David. They all they all sink at David. Okay. Well then, never mind. Uh, well, it says right here, Jacob, the father of Judah. And Perez, Zera, Tamar, uh, Perez, okay, Ram, father of Aminadab, father of Nashon, Nashon of Solomon, of Boaz, of Obed, of Jesse, of David. So David is from the tribe of Judah. David. Now if you go over to Luke, I'm just curious now. So on the account of of Israel uh, hearing that his son was alive, it doesn't say anything about my son was dead and now is alive again, but it does say it is enough Judah. that my son is alive, I will go and see him because Israel was really old. <laughs> like, And so making the journey to Egypt, there was a reason. It, yeah, he was 130 whenever he met Pharaoh. Um, so him making the journey to Egypt was like... <clears throat> he's gonna die on the way, you know. Yeah. Judah. So we had it wrong. Uh, David was of the lineage of Judah. Judah. Jesus was also of the lineage of Judah. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting because see Judah, when they went to go get Joseph, okay, Joseph was. Um, he says, "Who's gonna stay here?" He says, "Well, we can't have Benjamin. Come, like Benjamin, come back, right?" And Judas, Judah actually said, "I'll give you my life." I'll lay down my life for Benjamin. Oh my goodness. Judah says, I'll give you my life. If they kill Benjamin, I'll you can have you can kill me and my sons. So Judah said that to Jacob. So whenever they tried to imprison Benjamin, uh, I think Judah was the one that was put into prison mm-hmm. on behalf of Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Even in the like, yeah. And of the lineage of Judah. Now Judah, Judah's a weird guy. Judah's the one who slept with uh, Jacob's father, uh, uh, midwives. Yeah, Judah got cursed by Jacob because he. Anyway, a lot of family stories here.
<laughs> she was also the one who promised uh, his daughter-in-law a son and didn't do things right. She dressed up like a prostitute. And he comes in and has a prostitute come in and turns out to be his daughter-in-law. And whenever he finds out she's pregnant, he wants to kill her because she was in, unfaithful. And they says, well, the man that I slept with is, uh, is the man that I whose staff I have. Well, bring me that staff. And he found out, oh, it's my staff. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Some messed up people in there, huh? Anyway, we could just sit here and preach the whole Bible, but we'll run out of time because the sun will go down. Uh, the prodigal son, though, that we were talking about, that line of my son was dead, now he's alive again. Yeah. Uh, that son was the second born. <laughs> oh, man. That's so powerful stuff, man. Yeah. This is the power and mystery of the first and second born. You know, if you look at um, Cain and Abel, mm. Cain offered up the uh, the vegetables, and Abel was a shepherd, type and shadow of Jesus. Cain is a type and shadow of Adam working the ground. Abel brought his lamb, was killed, was pleasing to God. Then Cain, in his sin, because of the sin of Cain, Abel died. And his blood cried out. And now Jesus' blood cries out for us. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy how the first offering was a lamb. You know? Mm. Makes me wonder, because I want to know deeper what the eyes were seeing through Abel's and the eyes were seeing through Cain's. You know? It's good stuff. The lamb, dude. The lamb, second born. It's all beautiful. Talked about in the Old Testament, the prophets says, you've had wicked shepherds that allow the sheep to trample, the goats to trample the sheep. Mm. You've had wicked shepherds, but I behold, I will send to you my good shepherd. That's prophesied. And Jesus comes and says, Behold, I am the good shepherd. <laughs> and the reason why was because of Jeroboam and Rehoboam and all the kings that came after him were all wicked shepherds. And some of the false prophets too were considered wicked shepherds. And then Assyria and Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, all these bad shepherds. He says, Behold, I'm sending you my good shepherd. It's in Ezekiel. Let's go to it. Ezekiel what? I have to find it. It's Ezekiel 30 something. Can you find me Good Shepherd in the New Testament? Because I have it marked as a cross reference.
my, my Bible's a, my own study Bible. I, every time I, I notice something, John 10, 11, it is Ezekiel 34, 23. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so good, dude. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, all shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? Mm. Mm. So many times, man, we want to be, this comes back to leadership, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> you eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered. And I just talked to you about that, how Assyria came and scattered them, and how Babylonia came and scattered them. Because there was no shepherd. And that's whenever Jesus comes on the scene and says, he looked at the 5,000 and says he had compassion on them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, Hear the word of the Lord as I live, declares the Lord God. Surely because my sheep have become a prey, and my sheep have become food for all, the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves, and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand, and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep. And will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep but that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries. And I will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the habited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture. And on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There, sh there they shall lie down in good grazing land. On rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. So now it goes back to Psalm, what, 21? It talks about, he leads me into... Green pastures. 23, yeah. 23, Psalm 23. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. Mm. I myself, the Lord says, will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. Fat and the strong means those who have taken advantage of the others. Mm. I will feed them, uh, I will feed them in inju injustice. Oh, wow. I will feed them in justice. See, Jesus is our justice. Whoa. I will feed them in justice. Jesus is the justice, and Jesus is the bread. <laughs> That's crazy. 
As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture, and to drink of clear water, that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? And must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet, and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder, and thrust at all the weak with your horns, till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. So now he was talking about judging the kings. Now he's judging those amongst the people. Okay. I will rescue my flocks that they know that they shall no longer be prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep. And I will set over them. Watch this. One shepherd. My servant David. Which David is already dead and long gone by now. I will set over them one shepherd. My servant David. And he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord, have spoken. And then it says, I will make with them a covenant of peace and banish wild beasts from the land so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. Dude, okay, so that is Old Testament. That is Ezekiel, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So this is then, this is what Jesus says, like, right off. Like, so, this is John uh, 10, mm. like, I'm going to read, there's a little there's a little chunk here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are, th- all who came before me yes. are thieves and robbers. Yes. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and find pasture. Yes. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and life uh, and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, Mm. who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. And this charge I have received from my father. And then there was again a division amongst the Jews because of these words. Many of them said that he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? And others said, these are not words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? No, this is so powerful. Jesus is the good shepherd. He says, all that came before me were thieves and robbers or whatever, right? All right. Check this out. He says, uh, man, there's some good stuff here. So it's talking about feeding his sheep and giving responsibility. Now, Jesus is the one good shepherd, but on John chapter 21, verse 17, starting verse 15, it says, when they had finished breakfast, 
Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Feed my lambs. He is handing the baton to his disciples. You are now a good shepherd. You are now a good shepherd. Yeah. You are now a good shepherd. <clears throat> he said to him the second time, Simon Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, tend to my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know that everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And then it says, Truly I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself, walk wherever you wanted. And when, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. And then he says, after saying this, he said to John, said to him, follow me. That's good. <clears throat> um, Jeremiah 3, 15. It's good stuff, dude. And that's why that line, like you read John 10, it lines exactly yeah, with that passage. It's not even just exactly. It's like he's referencing it almost, you know? Yeah. Like, you remember back in that prophet? Talked about him being a good shepherd? I'm that guy. <laughs> mm. Alright, so Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says... And I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And when you have multiplied and increased in the land in those days, declares the Lord, they shall no more say the ark of the covenant of the Lord. It shall not come to mind or be remembered or missed. It shall not be made again. At that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord and all nations shall gather to it, to the presence of the Lord in, in Jerusalem. And they shall no more stubbornly follow their own evil heart. In those days, the house of Judah shall... Join the house of Israel. We just talked about how Israel and Judah were divided. In those days, it will become one. <clears throat> shall join the house of Israel, and together they shall come from the land of the north to the land that I gave your fathers for heritage. It's so good. I said, how would you set... How I would set you among my sons and give you a pleasant land. A heritage most beautiful of all nations. And I thought you would call me my father and would not turn from following me. Surely. Yeah. And talk, anyway, it's talking about how these people were treacherous. But anyway, it's good stuff. No, this is good. I have to keep reading it now. I thought you would call me my father and would not turn from following me. Surely as a treacherous wife leaves her husband, so you have been treacherous to me, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. A voice on the bare heights is heard in the weeping and the pleading of Israel's sons because they have perverted their way. You have forgotten the Lord their God. They have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, O faithless sons. I will heal your faithlessness. That's good. Behold, we come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Truly the hills are a delusion and the orgies on the mountains. Truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. Anyway, and talks about if you return and anyway. So talking about repentance now, but I think I'm pretty much done. So. <clears throat>
Pretty cool mysteries, huh? Wrapped up in the oh, wrapped up in the stories. You know, we get sometimes reading, you know, just trying to trudge along, but we don't realize how much it comes together. Big. Mm. That's it. Praise the Lord.